Hello and welcome everybody. This is Wildstorm Addiction, episode 49 for June 2015. I'm Ben Murphy. And I'm Joe David Solis. And you heard that right, June 2015. It's been a year, everybody. <laughs> uh, oh, did, did we miss our, our scheduled next recording? I, I must have lost track of the time. <laughs> the new schedule is there is no schedule. <laughs> I don't know if anybody wants to listen to the last two before they listen to this one. It's pretty funny. <laughs> the rantings of two madmen who are about to have their comic company pulled off from another feet yet again. <laughs> yes. So, anyways, we're back after another long hiatus, if you haven't noticed. Uh, one year and one month. Um, but we are reviewing Midnighter number one this I don't want to say month. <laughs> this year, we're reviewing the Niner number one. And other Wildstorm appearances in the DCU. No longer the new 52. Finally. Four years later. <laughs> A reminder that we do spoil these issues, or issue. <laughs> Those other issues we're going to talk about. Sure. Other news, since we'll just go right into that, since there's been an entire year since we've last gathered and convened. Um, the authority here at Clicks have come out along with John Lynch as well. And those were really cool. You could seek those out on eBay or your local comic book store. I was very bored this winter since there was not very much to read. And I, <laughs> I decided to seek all those out and they're really cool. Some of them are quite expensive right now. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You have any luck getting them, but they're pretty neat. Yeah, I think I'm I'm missing some of the more expensive ones like Jenny Sparks and uh, the Engineer and uh, uh, John Lynch is not expensive. I just haven't uh, had a chance to pick him up. But uh, I still have all my forty something odd Damonites though. <laughs> 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 Whatever I got or twenty. We tried an epic battle with them last summer, I remember, and it, it was so confusing keeping track of <laughs> which <laughs> ones had gone. And I bet. It was fun, though. There are some great hero clicks out there. Um, maybe I'll take a photo of my entire collection at some point. I have pretty much all of them that released that are Wildstorm related, I believe, at this point. I even went so far as to get the Gen 13 base. Yeah, no, I don't think I got that one. Or did I? I don't know. I might have that. I feel like it's somewhere back there. (laughs) This is what happens when you just put your stuff away for a year and don't look at it. (laughs) Totally understandable. And I think the last time we spoke, uh, we had discussed the Divine Right hardcover. And Mm -hmm. that never really came out. So, (laughs) Well, not not in the way that they said. Right. But it did come out in a thick, uh, massive 400-page paperback, which is really cool. So if, if you never... Uh, had the chance to check out the Vine Ray. It's a good read, and that is a pretty big collection. So if you can snag it, go ahead and do so. But why don't we get to the reason why we came back at all today? <laughs> <laughs> Which is 
No longer do we have just piddly little appearances here and there of Wildstorm characters. We actually have a full character in its own title when <laughs> we have Midnighter number one. And um, Well, last time we did had a new relaunch show we had three titles three solo well two solos and one team book title and how long did that last us yeah <laughs> you're talking about when the new 52 first launched yes <laughs> yeah but uh that was four years ago through much pain and suffering and sorrow <laughs> i can't believe it's been that long i know it's crazy, and uh, and uh, that's not even how old our podcast is. I'm pretty sure our podcast is five years old, correct? Yeah, but when you start doing one a year, <laughs> really? <laughs> like I said last time, if Image can do it, so can we. <laughs> well, you know, we have at least solicitations up till midnight or number four, so we're we're good for at least four months. <laughs> True. And unless it's pretty horrible, which, you know, so far so good, uh, I don't foresee us stopping, so. Yeah, it's been getting great reviews, and one more to come. Yep. <laughs> so we open up on Midnight or number one with the uh, the God Garden, which, uh, according to you, was uh, an idea that was introduced in the pages of Grayson, uh, which I knew Midnighter was appearing there, but I just, by that point, I had... Just stopped following everything. So you wanna you wanna give the stats on this? The stats, sure. It is written by Steve Orlando with art by Akko. <laughs> I'm not sure that's how you say his name. <laughs> Your guess so is I'm, as good as mine. <laughs> so I apologize for that. Uh, with the cover is also by him, and we have a pretty awesome variant cover by Brian Hitch of the original Authority Run. So that was a nice little call back there. Which is ridiculously expensive if you want to try to seek it out. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I haven't found it less than 15 bucks, and I, nope. You know, I didn't even look at it when it was listed on DCBS when I did my order, but uh, it's probably the standard of DCBS for stuff like this. It's around 20 bucks just to, just to get it. So. so, yeah, so the God Garden and the character who runs it, the gardener, apparently were introduced in, in uh, the Grayson run where Midnighter made uh, some appearances. And uh, we begin in the middle of a crisis where somebody is trying to take out the gardener and take one of her... What were they trying to take? Uh, a little... Because I obviously didn't read all that all that other stuff. So, did they clarify here what they're stealing from her? To just keep, they keep referring to her treasures and uh, just her technology and and all the things that she's created. Because as you'll find out, um, if you have read if you read Grayson, you'll find out that she also developed and created Midnighter himself. So yeah, they mentioned that in here. She's wicked smart. So she has a lot of fun toys that she's keeping. Uh, I may have to jump on Comixology and go back and read Grayson number one through six then. Because <laughs> that's my rule now, by the way, is that unless it's a, a title like this where, where it has the Wildstorm character's you know title on the front, <laughs> I don't pick it up. <laughs> I'll do digital because <laughs> I got tired of trying to keep track of all that other stuff. I, I uh, totally don't blame you. Um, if you are willing to buy the physical copy, they are collecting Grayson. 
Mm-hmm. And that would have most of Midnighter in it. And it's a really good read. Like that out of anything that I picked up over the last year, Grayson was solid from beginning to end. Hmm. Well, that's good to know. Yeah, it was kind of interesting that they uh, basically just sent Dick Grayson on his own. No more Robin, no more Red Robin, no more nothing. So It really is good. worth it. It really is. Cool. I'll definitely check that out. But uh, apparently whoever's uh, assailing her has uh, the door technology, which of course we all know is the famous technology that the Authority once had and that uh, even in, in the New 52, Stormwatch had it. And so it uh, leads us to wonder who is attacking her because it, uh, the way they fight, uh, at first I was questioning whether or not it was Midnighter himself, <laughs> uh, but of course not knowing well, what you just explained. Uh, that would obviously would not have been the case. Or even more uh, interesting if it would have been him turning against her. But as we find out later, it wasn't. And after after that, she uh, gets thrown into space. <laughs> <laughs> uh, meanwhile, back on Earth, Midnighter's in the middle of a date. And um, this is where we start learning... That Midnighter has Midnighter sense, much like Spidey has his Spidey sense, <laughs> which, which it totally explains the cover because I was like, "What is with the psychedelic rings in the back?" <laughs> you know, I was like, "You know, I'm all for okay. You want to focus on him and not have a background, but I was like, why the rings?" But now I understand why the rings. It's it's Midnighter sense, and um, so you know the ninety cents, ninety cents, mid ninety cents. But apparently, this uh, this gang uh, attacks the restaurant where he's at. And if I understood it right, did they say that their weapons were powered by their anger? <laughs> or did I read that wrong? I, uh, yeah, we can kill you with our your own anger. The other person's anger oh okay yeah there was this is where this the this comic started getting a little trippy um between that and i i love the layout of the of the fights uh they they would throw in there a little bit of um god uh what was it romeo must die you know where they uh Remember that old Jet Li movie where they used to zoom in on the skeletal structure as he would break bones and yeah. <laughs> smash in faces? There's a lot going on with the page layouts, and it really does require like two reads through easily yeah. just to catch everything. Well, it's not just reading. It's actually stopping and, and enjoying the art because I will stop and say that uh, Akko's art is amazing, and yeah, his page layouts are are pretty intense and... Uh, I don't know if it was a direct collaboration between him and Steve Orlando, but I mean, it's it came out really well, and it's it gives the book its own unique look. Um, I will say, in the middle of the book, though, the interruption of the Twix ad is horrible, <laughs> and DC should stop that right now. I don't know what the, what they were thinking, but you know they squish. Another awesome two-page spread in the uh, you know to the top of the page, uh, you know, which is more awesome action and fighting. And all of a sudden, we just have you know, I forget this actor's name, but they you know Twix ad in the middle of the fight. <laughs> yes, there's there's been lots of coverage on that from yeah. the many comic bloggers and syndicates. I'm 
Not even gonna go there. Yeah, no, I, I, I caught a, I caught somebody say something about it, and obviously at the time I didn't know what they were talking about, but now I know, and they have every right to be upset. So yeah, it's annoying. But um, but I, I yeah, I even love the the layout here as uh, as he's finishing talking to the last um, the last thug, and and he's pointing at him with the two fingers, saying. You know, oops, I told you I'm fast, ready? He's like, here we go. And then it's like Midnighter. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's awesome. But uh, and then after that, we we uh, go to Al's, how do you say that? Is it just Mass, Masse? <laughs> I don't know. It's just Mass. A uh, little bar that apparently Midnighter hangs out at. And, and um, kind of like his own little version of Cheers, I guess. And after that, he continues his date, which, uh, oh, I forgot to mention his date obviously knows that he's, he's uh, a superhero because they, they nonchalantly use the doors as part of their date. And after a, uh, a nice night of passion, <laughs> he wakes up and, and uh, basically doesn't he put a tracking device in the guy? <laughs> yes. Really kind of creepy. I love how the guy's like, but you should just know this is the definition of coming on strong. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, because apparently him and Apollo aren't together anymore. So I I don't know if that was addressed in Grayson, but it's it's painstakingly obvious here. Yeah, I don't remember if it was or not. I might have to go back, but... Because, I, I mean, I know Stormwatch was in... Futures in, but whether or not their story was resolved, I have no idea. Uh, if if I have the will to go back and <laughs> see what actually happened, especially now, you know, if it's even relevant anymore. But uh, but after that, uh, you know, his his uh, midnighty senses uh, go off again, and he goes up to the God Garden and finds that the gardener did survive her trip into space, and that. Um, that now they have to find out who stole her stuff. And this is where she, you know, mentions that she created him. So I was like, okay, well, so he has yet another origin now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Which I was okay with, but anyway, that's Midnighter number one. Well, thank you for so <laughs> quickly uh, skipping over half of the book, which was most <laughs> post-coital, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Which a lot of the reviews have been more about his uh, homosexuality than anything else, other than how epic his uh, fighting and and senses are, and how well the book was paced and laid out than anything. Well, you know, with with Batwoman, I guess she don't have her title anymore. So you know, she was she was the one who had that spotlight for a while, and. Um, yeah, I mean, Midnighter, you know, was there, him and Apollo were there, you know, way back in 99, you know, making headlines. And I think a lot of people have forgotten that. So it's like DC is kind of presenting them again and be like, hey, remember these guys? You know, <laughs> way back, you guys are, you know, all talking about, you know, the you know, the controversy now just because he's a homosexual character. But we were doing this 16 years ago, you know? Right. Uh, so... Uh, you know, it's just it's part of the character, and I don't. I have always focused on the fact that you know he's his own, he's his own character. You know, and that doesn't always have to be the reason people talk about him. You know, that's right. just him. You know, 
Right. I, the, the way I equate it, like I didn't, you know, as a character, I don't even, just like you were trying to point out, I don't even think anything of it anymore. Mm-hmm. But this first issue, it's so in your face. And even the other appearance that I'll talk about in a little bit here, it's so in your face. It's almost like when they the New 52 launched Voodoo and like half of that issue was about her being a stripper or a, a dancer or whatever. And, you know, you're, you're thinking to yourself, well, this isn't really the character. And that's, that's kind of what this felt like to me too. Like they're, they're putting that up on front street and like very overt. And you're like, well, that's not really what this character is. Like that's a part of the character, but not really the main part of the character. Yeah, and then you've already separated him and Apollo, which, you know, that's been one of the appeals I know for a lot of people is that they like the fact that they're a couple and and you've taken that away. So, I mean, okay, so you want to explore that, but but in the New 52, you didn't, I don't know, they didn't have enough time, I guess. There was too, there was too many changes in the New 52, so you couldn't really get a grasp of the characters, you know. Right. I mean, we did because we knew we had been following them for years at that point, but but uh, people who had read them for the first time. And even again here, I'm sure there's people who didn't read the New 52 and are like, okay, I'll give DC another try after this Convergence thing, you know, and here's a new number one. So, um I mean, all in all, it's not a bad representation of him at all. It's just I kind of wish that there was uh, that that the people who are picking it up now would know the 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 history that there's still a history there, even though this is supposed to be starting over again. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, it makes perfect sense. It gets so confusing to talk about now with all the changes. <laughs> <laughs> now, when five years later, five years from now? Yeah. What? <laughs> But yeah, I I thought it was a great representation of the character, and uh, the it hit hit everything. I mean, even he even he he still even does a variation of his famous speech. You know, uh, where is it about working the battle out? Oh yeah, you know, you're not great. You're the human equivalent of an irritable bowel syndrome. I've already fought this fight a million different ways. Yeah. <laughs> It's like that's that's like his tagline, you know. Yeah, it really. He's talking about, you know, fighting a fight that many times, and so I'm glad that that was in there. It was a great, strong start to a solo title, as good as we could have ever hoped for. Really, it. And the cool thing is, is, and I now have to plug this again. It was a great transition from all the appearances in that Grayson title over to this. It worked out well. And he even shows up um, in one of the convergence convergence titles that I'll get into a little bit as a preview. And that preview is eight pages long. It's it's nothing's repeated in this first issue. It's all yeah. new content. Hmm, that's interesting. I'm sure it'll definitely be in the trade. So we may as well get into it. Other Wildstorm sightings and tie-ins, um, some of which are thanks to John Panozzi from Clark's Bar. Uh, thank you for helping us update this. And this is over the last year since we've last been together. I'll, I'll try to get through this as quickly as I can. There's a lot. I'll just um, kind of gloss through it. So Now, real quick before you start, though, did you actually finish Future's End? Did you... Uh, I'll get into that. (laughs) (laughs) So it was a long, boring year for us Wildstorm fans, and I had nothing better to do. And if I were to 
completely not visit my comic book store, they would think I were dead. So <laughs> I did, unfortunately, buy every single issue. And yes, it was kind of disappointing, all told. But whatever. That's that's for another day. Um, <laughs> appearances in that long, long year. Uh, Futures and Zero, uh, number one. 3 through 4, 7 through 10, 13, 15, 17 through 18, 25 through 27, 32 through 34. Those were all Grifter appearances. He was on the front cover of number one, which was really cool, and we talked about it in the past. And he had a significant storyline throughout that entire run. Uh, There were chunks of time where he just disappeared, and at the end of that entire series, he was just basically useless and not even around. Um, had a lot of tie-ins to Deathstroke and um, uh, a girl that basically had the properties of Jenny Quantum and could rewrite history if she wanted to. And he basically played a babysitter the entire time for her to make sure that that didn't happen. So it, it was weird because I thought the whole time they were just going to pull the trigger on her and reboot the entire uh, multiverse and... Instead, they went somewhere else with Convergence, which they had it set up for her to do it. It was just kind of funny that they, that never happened. Seems to happen a lot with those weekly titles. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> we were just kidding. Yeah, 50 issues strong. Screw you guys. Okay, thanks. Thanks. Okay, <laughs> never giving you money again. Oh, wait, I just did. <laughs> Darn. Um, also in Future's End, uh, issue number 1, 12, 16, 23 through 25, 32 through 37, uh, The Engineer, Angie Spica, those are all her appearances. She, And you can see her appearances are kind of heavy at the end um, because she gets taken over again and body snatched by uh, the Brainiac Collective, whatever you want to call them. That's, that's her go-to. When in doubt, Engineer gets whatever hacked however you want to call it <laughs> gotta give that girl some spyware or something yeah uh apollo also was in many of those appearances as well the same ones as angie because at the beginning of the future's end title uh there was a lot of Stormwatch discussion yeah um i guess it was frankenstein and amethyst were like going out to see what happened to the destruction of the Stormwatch. uh ship and all that so they're they're in and out at the beginning of the series after that not so much uh futures end number one and number nine supposedly had midnighter in it i don't even recall that at this point and that was probably the same thing like that's when their ship was destroyed they were looking for them so on and so forth uh i mentioned it several times already uh grayson number one two four five and six are all Midnighter appearances in that uh, solo title for Dick Grayson. And that's where you learn about the God Garden and who the gardener is. And she's basically a new character that created the Midnighter. And you get a little bit more of a background on her um, than you do in just issue one of Midnighter. However, it is a really good transition. So even if you didn't go back and read Grayson, it's not a big deal. Starting with Midnighter, number one is plenty. Plenty of information. But it is a fantastic series. You would not be mad at, hopefully not mad at me, if you did go out and spend the cash on it. Because it <laughs> it's a good read. It really is. 
not as mad as I was when I spent money on futures in. Uh, <laughs> not even close. <laughs> um, dang, there's so much more. All right, convergence number zero uh, shows the Wildcats in the who's who in the convergence section at the end of this issue. So basically, the entire issue is a bunch of Superman crap, and then at the end, they show all these thumbnails of titles. Uh, saying which uh, characters or teams will show up in Convergence. And Wildcats number one was, you know, that classic cover from 1992, Jim Lee's cover, is in there and explains who they are. And Wildcats never show up in Convergence at all. So (laughs) take that. (laughs) So don't buy it. Uh, Yeah, thanks. $4. Uh, Convergence number one uh, showed the original Gen 13 in TELUS's City Convergence Matrix thing. And that was like the very last page. It was like a double page spread. And it was like a honeycomb kind of thing. And he was showing all those uh, characters and teams as well. Kind of like those uh, thumbnails at the end of the Convergence number zero. And that's about it. Just a little picture of Gen 13. Awesome. Yeah, I also spent money on that. Why? (laughs) Um, (laughs) One that was worthwhile, Convergence Nightwing Oracle number two. At the end of that book, it it was the Divergence, which was also like the free comic book day, like tie-in to Convergence. It was like the opposite, Divergence, whatever. Um, Divergence Midnighter. uh, Sneak peek is how it was uh, titled, but really it's, eight full pages of a Midnighter preview, but it's all new content. It's not repeated in Midnighter number one, so it's more of a prelude than a preview. And it was really cool, too, because uh, Midnighter had his uh, 90 cents go off, and he was getting called (laughs) in for a job after another uh, night out with another... (laughs) Another guy. He he's kind of a slut in in his new role, I guess. In his new title, he, he's upset that, he, that he's not with Apollo anymore. That's I what guess, happens. I guess, and he is in Boston. That must be his hometown for the most part. Anyway, he finds a five bad guys stole a old fossil gun that um, demon possesses anybody that it shoots and hits. So um, you get yeah four solid pages of Midnighter cleaning house and kicking butt as always and then on the very last page uh one one of the bystanders is a mom and she's like my daughter my daughter and and little girl got accidentally got hit by the gun and she's demon possessed and uh midnighter finally figures out that it's you know it's not real demonic possession of course and you know his origins are in space let me try that again. <laughs> In space. <laughs> so, Is it still Aqua drawing it? Uh, you know what? I'd have to check that. Oh, that's cool. I'm sure it probably is. Yeah, it probably is as well. Um, but Midnighter basically threatens the the thing possessing the little girl, and he figures out that it's an alien species, and he's like, "Hey, I I can track you down across the multiverse if I have to. You know, I'll hunt you anywhere. Just uh, release this girl and." That won't have to happen, and that's basically it. The alien uh, leaves her body, and the girl is reunited with her mummy. Yay, Midnighter. He's such a sweet <laughs> and endearing superhero <laughs> that kicks people's teeth out. Anyways, I, it was a really cool uh, entrance into Midnighter 1. 
as well as great Grayson. So pick both of those up, Joe slacker. <laughs> that was the only thing worthwhile in the last year. So. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, like I said, I'll hit up Comicsology. <laughs> oh, it's cool. Um, Convergence Seven has an appearance of Apollo and Engineer on page five. Yep, that's right, and it's accurate. I checked it because I bought all of those for some dumb reason. Sure. <laughs> uh, the next ones, though, thank you, John, because I didn't know any of these. Convergence Aquaman One and Two had Deathblow. Didn't know that. Might have to check that out and. I'll probably buy them because I'm silly. <laughs> Convergence Superman, the Man of Steel, number one and two had Gen 13. And Convergence Shadow of the Bat, one and two had Wetworks. Yeah, I, I flipped through those last two and it just hurt. So I didn't buy any of them. <laughs> so bad. That's cool. I Honestly, I have no idea what DC's doing. Hopefully after the move, after the, the dust settles... Uh, Hopefully they'll realize a lot of the screwed up things they've done over the last couple of years and will really, truly just go back to their roots for everything. Because this is just ridiculous. Anywho, <laughs> soapbox, I'll, I'll slide that aside again. Some upcoming Wildstorm, <laughs> some upcoming Wildstorm releases to mention. They're not really Wildstorm, but whatever. They are in our heart of hearts. Yeah, I didn't know what to call it. Yeah, no, it's cool. We got to keep it going, right? Um, <laughs> July first, Midnighter number two. August fifth, Midnighter number three. And we're just pulling from the solicits here, folks. September second, we have Midnighter number four coming up, and that's when. Grayson comes back into the mix and hopefully that will tie things back together with that initial series of Grayson and Midnighter being in those appearances. So I'm really looking forward to that September issue uh, just because of that. And Joe, you have no excuse because you have like two or three months here to catch up on that Grayson title before that comes up. So uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> remember all these books are available digitally either through DC Comics website or comicsology.com, which was bought out by Amazon. Thank you. Day and date every Wednesday. And oh yeah. I forgot about that. Well, did anything really change? No, nothing at all. Uh, okay. And I don't even see any cool sales, so thanks, Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> but folks, honestly, I know Joe's gonna do some quick shout outs and, and things here, but you know, we just talked about four more issues that are coming out because we're just kind of following the solicits. We don't know when we'll be back. Maybe we'll wait a couple months and do a couple in a row because we both have crazy lives. Joe got married last year. I had a second child last year. I have two little boys that have so much energy and I do not. So just keep that in mind. We'll, <laughs> we'll do our best. Okay. <laughs> and I've been talking way too long. Please, yeah. Joe, take it away. <laughs> so some quick shout outs uh, uh, Clark's Bar the message board is dead uh, <laughs> it died last year and Chris Stryker decided not to renew it but somewhere along the line I don't know if nostalgia sparked or, or what but he decided to recreate it as a Facebook group so it is alive and well with our 11 members <laughs> so it truly is like the little bar that's on the corner that you see the same faces all the time but uh well, but that's you know, where we all hang out now. You know why is because there's no link to it. I couldn't find it anywhere when I searched for it. So hopefully we'll oh, put really? a, a link in the show notes and everybody can 
pile on, so there'll be 15 I wonder if it's a private group. Uh, I'll have to look it up. But uh, but yeah, if it's not private, we'll put it there in the link and see if any of it. We are still missing several people who didn't follow over from Clark's Bar, but it's mainly because they didn't have Facebook accounts like a <clears throat> certain someone I know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's by design. <laughs> and... Um, and I have been podcasting over the past year, uh, so I had I didn't take a, a true hiatus uh, just from Wildstorm stuff, but uh, I've been hel- uh, helping the Cultural Wormhole crew uh, do their Valiant Future podcast, and we've had a couple of different changes, uh, but uh, right now it's me and Paul Stephen Brown, so um, we just celebrated two years of stuff. But, I mean, they started before I got on there, so but I've been with them for about a year and a half, I think, total. But, uh, but yeah, check it out at culturalwormhole.com, and it's about future podcast. And then uh, also want to shout out to the guys at onlythevaliant.com, who, you know, uh, they held the Valiant banner for years, even when Valiant didn't exist anymore. So our situation is a little bit different. Our characters do exist, just not in the form that we want. <laughs> so... OMG, man, uh, have they had a year or what? Yeah, I wish uh, somebody would have grabbed Waltz the way they somebody grabbed Valiant and really, really uh, boosted them into the limelight. So, but oh well. <laughs> uh, so should I even go into the contact info? <laughs> 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 if you feel so inclined to try to contact us, because I know, you know, we're just clawing and begging for us to come back over the last year. <laughs> uh, I still have my Twitter account, which is twitter.com backslash Joe David Solis. Uh, ben, can they still look you up on Google Plus? <laughs> sure. <laughs> and oh, we do still have the Twitter for Wildstorm Addiction. It's just twitter.com backslash Wildstorm Addict. But the one thing we were not able to salvage was our gmail account we are locked out of it so <laughs> don't even bother emailing us <laughs> you can always um, tw- tweet me I guess if you really want to talk and I don't even know if this other stuff listed here is still exists Ben so I'll leave that last part to you what is it uh, Facebook fan page that's <laughs> no yeah that doesn't exist there is no Facebook fan page <laughs> it never was no, not it's a, all a lie. The rest of this crap is garbage. It doesn't matter. Just come to our site, get the feed, get yes, the podcast. That's right. Yay. If you're listening to this, you've successfully <laughs> managed to find us. Good for you. <laughs> we'll be back next year. <laughs> no, five years from now. That's the famous DC time frame. <laughs> No, we're going to try our best to be back next month, or at least I would like to, but if all else fails, then I guess we'll wait till the end of the first arc, but we'll see. Just subscribe on iTunes, and it'll pop up when it pops up. <laughs> iTunes, people still use that? Get it on your Apple Watchy thing, I guess. <laughs> Chromecast us. Man, there's been so much new technology <laughs> since we've last. <laughs> Are we in be, on be Mars sure yet? Out a, <laughs> be sure to check out our MySpace page. Oh, wait, no, that's, that's gone too. That's, we never had a MySpace. We'll be on Oculus next year. <laughs> I don't know. All right, I guess we'll call it for now, guys. Hopefully y'all enjoyed this, and hopefully we'll see you sometime soon. Hasta la vista, babies. Ha, <laughs>
Midnighter's got to work that in somehow. <laughs> He says he's not dead. Yes, he is. I'm not 